pump, set, spike, score. <laughs> America's national pastime. Ha, <laughs> oops. Actually, I guess baseball would be that. But volleyball is a game that everyone has played, whether you've been on vacation, maybe you played it in high school. I know volleyball is a little bit different, and my goodness, what in the world does it have to do with the interview process? Just my analogy that I use uh, when I'm coaching uh, a job seeker. When you've got an interview scheduled and you need to go in and sit down and talk about your your value, what you're going to add to their organization, the problem that you're there to solve for them, that you're the best candidate for the job, you've got to score points in order for them to even consider you for this. So volleyball, you serve the ball over the net. The other team has the opportunity to bump, set, spike. That's sort of the iteration of how the game is supposed to be played. And if they spike the ball, and of course it comes down on your side, then it's a side out. And it's, the, it's their opportunity to then serve the ball because you have to serve in order to score. So the objective would be that you serve the ball, it goes over the net, the other team returns it to your side of the net, and when on, upon the return, <clears throat> excuse me, upon the return, you then have the opportunity to bump, set, spike, and then hopefully you're going to spike that ball and score It's going to hit the ground on the other side and you get the point. So when I talk to candidates about the job interview, I like to talk about having a game plan in the interview if it's human resources. But you've got to, number one, know that you're going in there to score points. And in the old adage for America, the team with the most points wins or the person with the most points wins. So... That's what you've got to go into this interview thinking about. How am I going to score points? So if you recall from my previous podcast, so if you're on the bottom of the list, your job is to propel yourself to the top of the list. So on a short list, they call you first. And the only way you're going to propel yourself from the bottom of the list to the top of the list so that on a short list, they call you first, you've got to have more points than anybody else that that they were interviewing. You've got to, you have to decide that you are the the answer to their problem, that you're the one that can come in there and solve their problem and they're going to pick you. And not again because they like you, but because you have the skills and ability to solve their problem. You have the skills and ability to come into their organization and make a difference on day one. That is what hiring managers are looking for. Now, some organizations, they may be willing to do a lot of training and developing, but most, in most cases, most managers, hiring managers, they are looking for someone that can come in the door and solve a problem today, right now. If I brought you in the door today, you're going to be able to come in and make a difference, add value to my organization. So your job as the candidate, your job as the job seeker as the interviewee, is to be able to articulate to this hiring manager why they need to hire you. Why do they need to invest in you? Why do they need to give you the nod over every other candidate? And we'll come back and talk about that maybe another time. Why are you the best candidate for the job? But in the meantime, today, I just want to set it up that you understand that much like the game of volleyball or basketball or baseball or football or whatever game you like to play, there's an offense and there's a defense. 
And when you are interviewing, there are, you're, you're actually going to be on both sides of the coin. What's most important for you to take away from this podcast today is that you absolutely need to understand who you are and what you bring to the table. So my first recommendation for you when you're looking at bump set spike score is do you understand what they're looking for? Do you understand what they're hiring for? What's their hiring need? That's probably one of the most critical things you can do when you're in the job market. You absolutely need to get a copy of the job description. And then you need to read the job description. So you don't want to just get it and do nothing with it. You need to read it. You need to understand it. You need to understand it line by line by line by line. What are they saying are the requirements for this position? And I want you to literally take your resume and sit it next to that job description and review it. What do you, what have you done in your past that aligns with what they say they need from a requirements perspective? So they're going to tell you that you've got to have excellent communication skills. Well, do you have that? If you don't, then you probably don't want to apply for that position, especially if it's a requirement. Why would I say that? Because if you struggle with communication skills, you don't have strong communication skills, and yet the job is requiring it, you will be frustrated if they hired you, and they will be frustrated if they hire you. So I just want to challenge every one of you that's listening to me. If you're in the job market and you are actively pursuing employment for an organization, the first assignment that you have beyond reading the book, 101 Great Answers to the Toughest Interview Questions by Ron Fry, beyond that, I absolutely want you to get a copy of the job description and you need to review it and you need to look at it. And what I used to do when I was in market for a job, I would look at the job description. I would go through it line by line. I would mark on the job description what I had done in the past that would align with that requirement. Now, why is that so important? When you're in the interview, if the, if the organization is worth their weight in gold and they really are legitimately looking for someone to solve the problem that's on that job description, they're looking for someone to fill a spot on their team, then you need to understand that they should be asking you questions that are in alignment to what the requirements are on the job description. So what, I, what did I just say? <laughs> what I'm doing, what I'm trying to get you to see is that you actually have perspective on the direction that the interview is going to go in based on what's on the job description. You should be able to look at the job description, identify what they're going to ask, and now you have the opportunity to plan what your answers will be when they ask you questions about specific areas on the job description. It's important that you remember that you're, you're responsible for your preparation. You're responsible for identifying what, is, what it is that you need to say or do that's going to help them select you at the end of the hiring process. Again, how do I propel myself from the bottom of the list to the top of the list so that on a short list, they call me first? That's a Darlenism. I made that up. I didn't take it from a book. I didn't read it from anybody else. That was part of what I came up with for myself to help me in my preparation when I was out there competing for a job. 
And now I'm sharing it with you. And I really want you to take a minute or two or three. And literally for me, I used to invest hours. I spent hours preparing for an interview. Why did I do that? Because I can tell you that probably 90 to 95% of the job seekers out there, of the candidates out there, do not invest any time in planning or strategizing for how they're going to get a job. I've Most people are hoping somebody likes them. They're going into a job interview and, and they, if they put their happy face on, they've got their power suit on, uh, they, they're groomed, they're clean, they've got a smile on their face and they don't look real nervous, they hope that they can make some level of a connection with the people that are interviewing them so that they get picked. But that's not planning. That's not strategy. You're, you may score a few points because you look good, but at the end of the day, that's probably not one of the requirements on the job description. They're probably not saying this person needs to look good. Now, by no means am I suggesting that you go in there looking raggedy. By no means am I suggesting, suggesting that you don't want to look good for the interview. But that's only a small data point that's uh, in the scope of a decision making. That's only a small part of the process of interviewing. Yes, you want to look good. Yes, put that power suit on. That's all great. But if you package it all up and you look really good and then you open your mouth and you can't convince them of anything, that you have anything that is going to be of value to them in solving their problem, you can look as good as you want, but you're going to walk back out the door and you still won't have the job. So yes, you want to look good, but I'm here to give you a strategy beyond the outward appearance. I'm talking about what are you doing so that you are the best version of you walking in that door ready. And that's a critical word, ready to talk about who you are and what you bring to the table. And when you can sit down at that interview table and know that you are ready to talk about what you know they need because you took the time to scrutinize their job description and study it and make notes on it for yourself, you know, that you're saying the right thing, it it becomes more conversational rather than adversarial. That when someone asks you a question, you're not sitting there trying to figure out what your answer is going to be. You know what your answer is going to be because you invested the time. And so bump, set, spike, score, that's just the setup so that you can get the point at the end. So when someone asks you a question, so tell me a little bit about yourself, you've got an answer that is not only well prepared, but it includes adjectives and, and words of uh, and and examples of what they're going to get. You want to give that hiring manager or that human resources um, generalist. You want to give them. You want them to know who you are before you walk out that door, and you want not not only do you want them to know who you are, you want them to be able to articulate to another group of people, whether it's a team of people because I, I hire in teams. I I usually put a hiring team together. So that allows for dialogue when we're looking at candidates. So you want them, someone to be able to represent you at that table and say, you know what? 
this is who Darlene Marshall is, or this is who Sue Smith is, or this is who Jocelyn is, or this is who Pamela is. You want them to be able to talk about you. This is who John is. Man, when he was interviewing, he told me this story and it's exactly what we need. He's been in it. He's done what we're looking for. This is the right guy for the job. You want them in the interview, they're not going to remember you. Or if they do remember you, you'll be the funny story that they talk about and they move on to another candidate. So in the game of volleyball, baseball, basketball, football, or whatever your game is, there's an offense and there's a defense. When you're sitting there and you're ready for the interview and maybe they haven't asked you any questions yet, you're literally on defense. At that point, you're just there. They're looking at you. They're taking a few notes because maybe they like your suit or maybe they don't. You have a bow tie on if you're a man or maybe you don't. Whatever it is, but you're on defense. You don't go on offense in an interview until you actually open your mouth and begin to talk. So they're going to ask a question. And then when they've asked that question, they've now basically handed it off to you. So now you're on offense. This is your opportunity to score. What's going to come out of your mouth? And we'll talk about that on another podcast. But I really want you to think about that. Go back, sit down with yourself. Think about all the questions that people have asked you over the years in the the course of an interview. Which ones stumped you up? Which ones uh, caused pause for you? Which ones did you have to sit there and say, you know, I don't have an answer for that? Not maybe to them, but maybe to yourself. That's what we're here to work on. We're here to work on you developing a strategy so that no matter what questions come your way in the course of an interview, you will have an answer in your mouth. And not only will you bump, set, spike, but you're going to score and you're going to score big. More to come on this topic. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Have a phenomenal day.